This is a medicinal mass network production. Enjoy. What's up, Truth Seekers? Welcome back to the FBI Basement Podcast, the podcast where we will watch and review every episode of the hit 90s series, The X-Files, until the government shuts us down. Today on the pod, uh, Alder and Scully are going to investigate a series of... uh, Very Kidnappings. Very. This is. Uh, they're, they're, uh, and Skull, they're going to be investigating kidnappings that might have been perpetrated by vegetarians, maybe. I, I thought that they just investigated some very delicious pork ribs. That's right. It's Red Museum. Uh, like, there is a scene where, like, Scully just gets down <laughs> we're in- on some, like, spare ribs. Like, it, it is imp- like I can taste them. I want them so bad. Can we, we go? Can we get barbecue? Yeah. Oh my god. Fuck yeah. Like, this, this is, is why I'm not a vegetarian. People barbecue. This is like my my major stumbling block of becoming a vegetarian. Because I don't really like beef or other meats, but I fucking love museum. It is the tenth uh, episode of the second se- second season, originally the airing season? the second season, <laughs> airing uh, December 9th, uh, 1994. And helping me review this episode today is the birthday girl, Shannon. This, by the way, I should also point out is one of the cases that they solve while they're still in court. You're trying to deflect this from the... Just- I was never born. I don't know. Hey to you. Happy birthday to you. You know, it's also Valentine's birthday, too. Happy birthday, dear Shannon. Val's birthday is the same day. Happy birthday to you. It's the same day as mine. Really? Are you yeah. Nervous now? We sang. <laughs> we said that's going to be said. it out, right? Like, that's not going to no. be. It wasn't very good. It wasn't very good. Anyway, it was perfect. Anyway, my yeah, my birthday is Thursday. Uh, you know how everyone on our who listen to our podcast can make our birthday my birthday great. They can do the they can contribute to the Patreon. There's other people here also apparently celebrating a birthday on Thursday, Valentine. Yeah, the, I see it old again this year, sir. Yeah, well, you know, I'm quick. I'm like a I'm like a super fast ninja. Um, I'm like really really good at deadly arts. So watch yourself right right i have to send better assassins i don't think it'll matter <laughs> so fast and uh celebrating her unbirthday this thursday marissa change places uh, that's run, run 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 oh and i'm todd by the way hi how and, you doing, this guys? Is todd, who yeah. does nothing but apparently tell people when my birthday is because <laughs> i fucking hate because he fucking hates me for whatever reason what did i do to you I'm going to make you a cake. He is going to make me a cake, so I should maybe not hate him. Anyway, this is Red Museum. Do I get to then share my amazing fact that this was at one point written as a crossover episode with a show called Picket Fences? I guess we're up to the background portion. Go ahead. Let us know. Like, Picket Fences was this weird show that aired in the 90s. I don't think it was. call it weird. Okay, so Picket Fences was a television drama done by David E. Kelly, who did things like Boston Public and 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 a couple of other chicago hope uh he's been as of late doing uh big little lies mr and he's actually on tap to do a uh, uh mr mercedes 
for those of you who like the Stephen That's, Kings. Uh, the one and I'm just going to go ahead. The one his kid wrote, right? Yeah, I think so. And uh, I'm just going to go ahead and read the overview, which apparently we all sat here and giggled about with Picket Fences, which was a series that follows the lives of the residents in a small town in Rome, Wisconsin, where weird things happen, including cow udders exploding and a spate of people turning up and dead in freezers. I'm not kidding. This is the Wikipedia. The show dealt with unusual topics for primetime television of the period, such as abortion, incest, homophobia, LGBT, transsexuality, racism, belief in God, medical ethics, polygamy, and amory, adolescent sex, or sexuality, or nocturnal emissions, date rape, <laughs> cryogenics, the Holocaust, true fetishism, masturbation, animal sacrifice, spontaneous human combustion, and constitutional rights. I want. I want to know how they. They. they, they how did they? <laughs> they schedule these episodes. Like, okay, this week we're doing the Holocaust, and next, next week, week nocturnal, nocturnal emissions. <laughs> but <laughs> it's a bad week for. Uh... Well, but apparently they were going to do this as sort of a weird crossover episode between Picket Fences and uh, uh, the X Files. But why did it? Why did it never pan out? <laughs> uh, because CBS said, "Fuck you, no, this is too weird." And Fox was like, no, this is not weird enough. Basically, Picket Fences and the X-Files were made by the same production company, but were on different networks. Bits. Bits. <laughs> but CBS said, no, this would be too weird. And Fox said, no, it's not weird enough. I also need to point out that this episode is a uh, monster of the week but I believe it actually has some myth arc uh, elements in it. You know what? If you can figure out where the fuck it goes, more power to you. Because no one else knows where this fucking episode fits on <laughs> on the grand scale. There's a monster in Guys? this Guys? Uh, yeah, the true monster is man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I can tell you that it was written by Chris Carter. Oh, boy. And uh, directed by Wynn Phelps. Okay, so this explains everything, guys. This explains literally everything. Vegetarian and spooky. Spoopy. Spoopy vegetarians. Vegetarianism is a first world luxury. It truly is. <laughs> it truly is. And I say that being a former vegetarian. And I, I will say that I did it because I wanted it to be cool. Also, it was fucking cheap. And I don't know how to cook meat. All right, and off we go to the meatpacking plant where this episode begins. It's JASD Beef in Wisconsin. It's Jazz Hand Beef. And every and the uh, things are winding up at the slaughterhouse. People are hanging up big sides of oh, beef on the wall. At the slaughterhouse, huh? A worker named Beth Kane is uh, heading home where she prepares to uh, shower up in a pair of real mom-like mom panties. Mom-brawn panties. Because the X-Files has an obsession with mom bras and panties. But somebody is peeping on her. Mulder, creepy. Mulder's up in his fucking game with this one. Like, like, this guy is way creepier than Mulder. Like, I think there's even heavy breathing and shit in that yes. scene, too. Like, it's, it's weird. Guys. Like, like, yeah, every part of that dude is sweaty as hell. Uh, the eldest son receives a phone call and leaves the house. Yeah, not a, not he. He called his little brother Butt Crumb. What are they with these with these nicknames? They they used Butt Munch in a previous one <laughs> when it was Mulder and his Butt Munch. Butt Munch. Butt Crumb. Butt Crumb. Butt Crumb. Butt Munch. 
because Chris Carter has a weird obsession with butts. That's all I got. <laughs> like he is Tina Belcher years before Tina Belcher. Despite being promising to be back in five, he stays away for about four hours. Okay, seriously, what mom waits four fucking hours to call the cops? What mom of a teenager does this? Like, I was thinking the same thing, but opposite. I was like, she'd call the cops within four hours. Like, I would have grounded him at, after four hours, and then like, like this is the thing: is it's like, <laughs> I maybe maybe I. Oh, had he gets home, his ass is grass, right? Well, to be fair, I probably to be fair, I I did have the insane tiger mom who were the world's a better place that my brother didn't have a cell phone in high school. Where are you? Mom, I'm just like three minutes late from curfew. Where were you? I was three minutes late from cur- Where were you? Yeah, like four hours. My mother would have called the cops on for any one. My mother would have called the National Guard. That was like <laughs> the FBI, the National Guard, the Justice League, and quite possibly Galacticus. Like we would have been fucking dead. We would have hoped to have been dead. But yeah. But again, I had a crazed tiger mom. This, this uh, mom didn't seem very crazed. Now, 12 hours later, now, 12 hours later, he does turn up uh, running around the woods in his tidy whities Like, this is the worst hell week ever, man. Does this remind anybody else of the pilot? Kind of does. Bit, kind of does. Kind of throws back to it. The kids aren't all right. Dwayne this guy's Barry not all right. He's Dwayne Barry's meth has made it to the heartland. <laughs> this guy's not all right, clearly, because he's confused and disoriented, and someone has written the word he words he is one on his back with like a shark. Like I said, this is like some of the worst hazing I've ever seen. Remember that time you magic markered me, Marissa? <laughs> is this like the time that uh, literally, our... literally sitting here wondering if I've done that. like is this like the have. time that our friends wrote pirate treasure and then pointed down to someone's ass at a party and they didn't realize it was there and they went to work and what should be noted is this person was working for the district attorney's office and her <laughs> boss saw the pirate treasure and then she had to explain how drunk she got at a party at, to the district attorney because it's booty right because <laughs> she has a large ass therefore it is booty <laughs> pirate treasure pirate treasure Okay. We're very highbrow here. This is a highbrow professional yeah, show, boys and girls. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Black Ink. Uh, someone go ahead and sing the theme song because we're at the no. opening credits. <laughs> no. You know what? Fine. And that is the last point in the uh, show where things are going to make sense. I feel like literally once we get past the truth is out there, that's the last thing that is going to be neatly tied up for this episode. <laughs> it's the last thing that's going to get explained. Credits. All right. So we join a professional FBI agent who never looks like he gets enough sleep. Fox Mulder as he's reviewing the photos of Gary Kane. <laughs> Shine in his eye. He's been watching the porn, so <laughs> I don't know. Is he still using the porn? Scully's back, so maybe not. The police report says that he it mentions the phone call that he had received before he had left, and uh, Scully thinks that this could be a some kind of school prank. Like, bra, this are you sure it's just not hazing? No, okay, fine. I, I never really got like involved in those kind of pranks in school, really, really. Holy, fuck, I didn't. An entire like two weeks of it. It was called band camp. I, I avoided other students most of the time. Just like 
I did not, but I also did marching band. So I, I dressed up for uh, the last day and ran around the school and broke into classrooms and acted like an asshole. <laughs> that's about that's about the best you could get from, right. from me. But uh, this isn't actually a prank because there's been other victims that have had to been hospitalized due to fear and hysteria. Again, how is this not fucking hazing? Like, seriously. Like, okay, fine. Why do they need the fucking FBI? What was the pretense for that? Like, how does the FBI get involved? Um, Meat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's all I got. Meat. I like you're asking me for an answer here. And I'm just going to say meat. And is it going to, I think, doesn't it also involve the, uh, are we at the point where we're talking about the cult? Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, are we, uh, not, are we not to the point of the, the insane Scientology, but not really Scientology thing? Mulder says the local sheriff believes that the uh, teenagers to be possessed. Uh, by what? The dangerous narcotic marijuana? The two are quickly on a uh, flight to Delta Glen, Wisconsin. Like, because clearly there is a direct flight to Wisconsin. I, you know what? I'm not actually from the Midwest. Uh, Valentine, say something nice about Wisconsin. I ain't got nothing nice to say about Wisconsin. All Fuck right, Wisconsin. then. There. There you go. It's like uh, referring to Marissa to talk about New Jersey, which, by the way, hey, Marissa, you got anything nice about New Jersey? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, then. <laughs> uh, they meet a sheriff with a very Polish-sounding last name uh, who informs them of the Church yeah. of the Red Museum. Marizagowski. Oh, yeah, the, which I think is like the dumbest fucking name for your cult ever. The Church of the Red Museum, which is a cult of vegetarians. Now, these guys believe okay, that... Okay, see, it's, before you go further, that's what you just call it a meeting of vegetarians is just a cult you know like you would call a group of fish a school of fish when you get enough vegetarians together it's a cult of vegetarians <laughs> <laughs> you know what i want to i want to can, can i just take it into a to a sideways here it's like people who like talk about vegetarians and vegans who are so interested in being cruelty free cruelty free okay you're cruelty free so you only eat soy products well does your concern about cruelty not extend to the poor fucking immigrant who broke his back hauling the soy harvesting those fucking soybeans like just because it's yeah like the majority of soybeans are harvested by like industrial farms yeah there are no like there's no migrant bending over hands and knees individually picking soybeans out of the earth no it's one dude on a freaking binder. Well, yeah, you, okay, well, there are certainly vegetables that are harvested by people. Yeah, like and, tomatoes. And tomatoes are harvested that way. Tomatoes are harvested by people. Like, you don't get... You, your you, fucking Christmas tree every year is. Your fucking you Christmas tree. So it's like, you talk about cruelty-free shit. It's like, yeah, it's cruelty-free to animals. Well, maybe it's not because, you know, animals get pushed out of their natural habitat when those farms get put up. But, you know, you don't care about the cruelty done to human workers that are uh, that are harvesting the shit you're eating. Oh, Fuck you. Of it. So Fuck you! Just I, I'm to, not just... even going to comment because again, those are industrial farms. All right, industrial generational farms that soybeans come off of. My great grandfather harvested soybeans. What I really like is uh, when people choose to go completely organic, like it's somehow saving the environment. Uh, Everything has carbon, therefore it's organic. Yeah, not only that, like the nitrogen <laughs> that was used to fertilize, like like that that comes from somewhere and cows have to shit somewhere to get fertilizer. I also have this issue about people not 
drinking milk and that being cruelty free when you realize that when you don't milk cows, their udders explode. But that's me. All right. Well, we can, uh, we can just cut the tits off. All right. We'll just cut them off. It won't be cruel anymore. They won't explode. <laughs> no one will drink the milk. Now these uh, Red Museum types, they're sort of of the they're sort of of the, fr- the, the the Fred Kellogg mindset, right? I feel like they're more of the L. Ron Hubbard mindset. Cool. <laughs> well, yeah, but they're sort of the idea that eating meat makes you aggressive and angry and stuff like that, right? Well, it does. As in, why are the fuck are you not letting me eat my meat, you goddamn hippie? Uh, so they go to visit this church. Oh God, where they like keep the cows as real issue with that like you don't keep- also they stole you, you guys like stole uh, about a hundred cows apparently <laughs> they bought a hundred cow pets which you know here's the thing uh cows are not smart and do not deserve to be your pet and again if you're not gonna fu- if you're gonna be a total vegan that's great but you know cows that have been perpetually used for milking as i assume these cows have been are going to have swollen udders that will explode if you do not milk them regularly. So I guess maybe they don't have 100 cows, maybe they have 75, or no, they should have none, because all those cows should be dead now, because their udders have exploded. Or their stomachs have just, like, gone poof, because you don't know what the fuck you're doing taking care of cows. The leader of the cult is Richard Odin. Odin's son. (laughs) Oh my god, this is some of the best shit I've ever seen, too. And uh, he like matches. Yeah, they're all wearing they're all wearing like white robes and like red turbans. And why? Like I don't get any of this. Uh, They're talking about like the age of Aquarius coming down, and oh, oh, by the way, everyone pay attention to this because they're talking about the dawn of a new age in 2012. They're talking about they're talking about the dawn of the age of Aquarius. They're talking about. December 21st, 2012. I thought it was like a really tripped out song by the fifth dimension. Wasn't that the uh, end of the mind calendar? Which is a thematic element of the X-Files and myth arc. So keep an eye out then. Yeah, that's what they're talking about when they're talking about the age of Aquarius. They're talking about the end of the fucking world, according to the Mayans. And while uh, the sermon is giving, there's actually, there's got like a stenographer or Odin himself is typing and projecting the words onto a screen behind yeah, and that chick yeah, is like, reading I, it, but she's not looking at the screen behind them, and she's not sitting close enough to the computer to read what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> but like, does she have like uh, like little teeny binoculars that she peeks at? The no, screen he with? already told her this. It's all of the con. Like, this is the thing: is it's like I I fucking hate this. It's like I used to like this episode. It was a favorite of mine. And the more I watch it, the more I'm like, this episode is bullshit. And then I threw a table at Todd. How's your head, by the way? Um. I think I have some drain bam. Okay. When Odin notices the agents and the sheriff, he does encourage them all to open their minds. Literally. And their hearts and their wallets. And also drink this Kool-Aid. They go to visit the kidnapping victim who um, uh, is back around to talking normal and not crazy gibberish. Uh, He admits to only remembering fragments of what happened. And then being in the woods and falling and claiming that he was entered by a spirit. What? <laughs> and I think this is some of the best acting I've seen in TV, the episode of Dragnet, Dragnet that was about the dangerous narcotic marijuana. I was in the I was in the woods and I fell down and a spirit entered me through my butt. <laughs> like I feel like no, like this kid has some of the best acting since like the drugged out hippies and 
an episode of Dragnet talking about like transcending because of the weed jack. Yeah. Like that's you the thing. You could definitely like, get there if you ate it. <laughs> though he describes the spirit as some kind of animal spirit. You think it was a rhino? I hope it was a white rhino. It's like a butterfly He's another or something. Kin. Maybe it was a moonkin. Maybe he was attacked by a moonkin. Maybe he's a squirrelkin. It was probably just like a squirrel spirit. While Scully is talking to uh, Stevie, <laughs> Gary's younger brother, our mysterious peeper is back this time. Just I fucking Scully. Scully. <laughs> just I fucking Scully. Like, you know, he's a member of the X Files Facebook group. Oh. <laughs> It would have been Yahoo groups back in those days. <laughs> yep. Oh, God. <laughs> I bet we know all of them, too. Old stuff. No, let's not go there. <laughs> Today, I'm pretty sober. Pretty? Very. Gary was apparently a good kid, according to Sheriff, who recently gave up football. And then the two go off to dinner, and uh, it's time to get some ribs. And Scully is all about them ribs, yo. Like, that is... She's got the bib on. Like, she is just all... Like, there is no shame in eating this. Like, she is just, like... That's how you eat ribs, right? You Like, if you're not, like, you know, getting sloppy about it, you ain't have you ain't eating ribs good. Didn't like, she get she's... On her face? Like, she has it on her face and Mulder dabs it away gently and <laughs> lovingly. And I'm pretty sure happily uh, eating ribs is somebody's fetish. I imagine sure just fetish right I, there. I, I imagine just down in those ribs and then talking about like her most recent uh, autopsy. And <laughs> oh, man, I was there one. I was like, her heart exploded. Heart exploded, Mulder. I mean, it's like, why are you eating? You're good, Mulder. Why are you? Squeak, 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 squeak. And she's like, you know, she's like, she's like licking the but sauce off her fingers. She is out of the bone. Like this, <laughs> this bitch has not eaten in fucking days. Like that's how she's acting. It's not like these are good ribs. It's just like, like clearly after you know Firewalker and being in a coma, this is like her first real fucking meal. <laughs> and it's like she is going to eat everything she can in it. Like the reason Mulder has to clean her face is she ate the wet nap. <laughs> that is what she was like. <laughs> like months and months of hospital food is just like nah. he was dabbing now, her face like, with it and he got too close to the danger zone. <laughs> like she BS decent Mulder flesh at this point. Like this is that's the only way I can figure out what's going on here is that she is ah uh, fuck it. I'm so sick of hospital. And between bites, uh, between big bites of smoked meat, uh, they are discussing the church's philosophy. And Mulder says it's a very old one. That if one can become open to enlightened spirits, they can see uh, that one can become open to enlightened spirits. And they see the cult, me- one of the cult members so walking past that, the restaurant. So basically, Mulder then explains the broken Matt Hart gimmick, Mark Mac Hardy gimmick, Scully, right? Uh. Because a cult it's... member is walking by, and all these other townsfolk start just giving him a ton of shit. Well, if you're gonna walk around in like white and a red turban, which, by the way, who the fuck designed their costumes here? They're like their cult uniform here. 
Like even the Maharishis were like, no, we should maybe wear orange because white makes us too much of a target. I think that I think the the issue here is that um uh that they get attacked by the bad kid stereotypes from every night. Well, it, it turns out that the uh, residents of a small rural town may not be that. Tolerant of people with different viewpoints. I no. didn't even. Are you kidding? No, holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> we have never run into that ever in our tiny backwards hillbilly redneck town that just tried to ban tarot reading because it was deadly. God. <laughs> yeah. Mulder, yeah. Ste- Mulder steps up to put a stop to this tomfoolery, and they run off. And one of the attackers turns out to be the sheriff's son. That, like. They don't run off. The kid is just like my dad's the sheriff, which is akin to my dad owns a dealership. Actually, yeah, that's what and I it, it was. <laughs> and then the girl's like, "Hey, one of them has a gun. Maybe we shouldn't piss them off." And then he's like, "Nah, my dad's a cop." And it's like, "But they have guns and badges." Scully's gun. He's like, "What? What's she gonna do? Shoot me?" And Scully's like, "Yes, don't test me." I still have another plate of ribs in there and you're yep. keeping me from it. <laughs> but motherfucker, but crumb, <laughs> but munch, but crumb. You want to test me? You want to dance? Cause you want to test me? Cause I think I'll pass. Yeah. Like she's apparently Scully goes all gangster with an ER at the end when she's hungry. Uh, Ricky, who is the, the sheriff's son drives uh, his girlfriend home in the tr- truck and, Drops her, drops her off, you know, pretty far away from where her house is in hey, the middle of the night. Could you maybe drop me to my front door? Why? Don't have time. Okay. So, uh, turns out that was just long enough for her to get uh, grabbed, bound, and kidnapped. It was also long enough for her to just bond with, like, local wildlife or something. Like, there's a dog? Right, they send it, she gets distracted by a dog and then like that's how they're that that's how she gets kidnapped. Like there's a dog okay, to be fair. You would stop and like, I would also like that would be like the, the perfect way to kidnap you is to use like, a dog. It would be that's, you're right. That's how you kidnap adults. It's like, yeah, oh it works for them all. It's like, oh, just just show just show boy? them a just show them a good boy. Yeah. It's like who's the goodest boy? And I would still just not blame that good boy for being abducted and tortured and whatever once again uh she is later found in her underwear wandering in the woods scared terrified tripping the fuck out mm-hmm. like that is not a good trip at all it's not and she sees like massive black crows and thousands of bugs on the ground and how is it gonna look that good and then later on you get this shitty stock footage <laughs> yeah like this the hotel <laughs> What the fuck? Oh, with the <laughs> the fire and shit. That shit. The, yeah, the oh. the nonsensical plane crash. And uh, what is found? What is found in her toxicology report? Uh, is scopolamine? Yeah, scopolamine. Is- it's called the death bell in uh, Central America, and the the uh, hookers down there will actually um, stuff so they can't smell, and then they powder their upper lip with it. And when they get a John, they'll drug him with this. And they're actually able to uh, treat them almost like zombies. I think they did that in, in like Jamaica too. But uh, 
they'll get them to like let them into their hotel room and take all their shit. They'll help them rob themselves and they'll keep having to drug them and dose them because it keeps them in that euphoric. Just, I don't like they, they're just literally like a, like a moving mannequin. And uh, sometimes they overdose them and kill them. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, oh, I didn't know a fun about little, it, but I didn't yeah. know it was like a practice, like the, the hookers regularly did the, the Yeah, no, it's that thing. it's and sometimes they'll have it just uh in a in a paper like a fold, and then they'll open it up when they're not looking and just poof right in their face and it's up on the street in a fucking uh gutter, you know? Oh. It's hey, fucking he's, insane, he's not man. Wrong, actually, because it's also a uh no, he's not wrong. He's but down there, they have those, they're, they're like the, the death bell and they grow on these local plants down there, like in the city. Like you can just yeah, go up and pick like seeds the, right yeah. off and crush it down into a powder. And yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah. It's the shit that they use in something like serpent in the rainbow, right? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the important, yeah. important to the plot is that this stuff is incredibly controlled in the United States and you can only really get it if you're a doctor. Well, no, that would be true. You in the United States, you actually really would not be because you use it for the tra- treating of pregnancy and the elderly and et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, Scully runs a background check on Richard Odin, and wouldn't you know who won the pony? He's actually Doctor Herman. Then why would you change your name to such a a boss? Did he go to the Fox Mulder School of Aliases? <laughs> I feel like he went to the Fox Mulder School of Aliases. They show up to Odin's house to to speak with him, and uh, he says, "Nah, you can't come in here because you eat the meat, the meat." And uh, their presence would desecrate his kitchen. <laughs> oh, I get it. I get it. <laughs> like they wouldn't go to a Buddhist temple and not take their shoes off. But Mulder's cool. Mulder says, "Hey, come out outside, and we'll have the talk there." Which she refuses, and so then uh, he is arrested. Huh. Uh, he does. Odin does claim he's never worked with scopolamine, and Mulder asks if uh, his religion allows for revenge. And to which Odin replies, "All the meat eaters will be cleansed." Cleansed. Oh, yeah, they will fade away, being castifies. Uh, back at the rib joint, the cult members are having a nice little protest and barricading the entrance and trying converts. Look. If they're going out for ribs, it's probably not an easy convert to go for. Like, right? <laughs> you like that steak, huh? Why don't you try this celery? <laughs> That's ever worked. Has it? Maybe if there's bacon, you got to like ease them into it. You got to bacon wrap the celery, and then you put bacon bitted celery. Right. Well, if I've learned anything from Diesel Sweeties, is bacon is a vegetable. So <laughs> that little twerp Ricky is comes by with a big old bucket of uh, cow blood <laughs> and dumps it on one of the uh, cult members and gets chased off by his dad. <laughs> and Scully is contacted by an old man who wants both Mulder and Scully to get up and, a- and get in his truck. And they do it. They're like, okay, let's go and get in this old guy's truck. Why would we not do that? Surely he is trustworthy. Uh, They drive them to a pasture that has been passed down from his grandfather to his father to him, and that he tells them that he sold the land because of the competition. (laughs) And he shows a pair of men injecting the cows with a genetically engineered growth hormone. This guy's going going on like and it's like okay this is like this idyllic scene where this guy goes on some kind of like this is a kind of uh rant that you expect to be paid for by the anti-gmo 
Yeah, my note was uh, he's these damn kids and their goddamn GMOs. Yeah, yeah, it's like we're getting to that kind of territory. But he does point out that there have been a, a disturbing number of uptick in rape among the kids since the since the GMOs started coming to town. Kids are getting a little rapey. Hmm. Like that's the uptick. That's the uptick he's concerned about. Is the rapes have increased? Not like you know. Not him getting his share of the rapes or anything like that. It's like, yeah, that's what it is. This is like these kids are stealing my rapes. <laughs> is there like a like a doomsday clock for that somewhere? Like a, like some kind of meter about how much rape is going on? <laughs> like, how does he know what the rapes are? Like, that's the thing. Is it's like I can't believe to midnight. <laughs> seconds to rape day. Oh my, look at the time. It's close to rape o'clock. Like, uh. <laughs> oh, I think we killed Todd with the rape o'clock joke. <laughs> On a small plane, uh, <laughs> riding into town. Oh, guys, uh, everyone be quiet. This is our favorite scene. <laughs> a, uh, oil, uh, and the, a man named Dr. Larson clutching a metal briefcase is uh, concerned about uh, concerned when their pilot says that they're going to have to make an emergency landing due to losing oil pressure. <laughs> Is no, this where they on. rode in on a bottle rocket and then yes. that was the extent <laughs> of the prop? <laughs> it was a layer. It looked like a picture on a layer being dragged across the fucking it trees. It's like this thing. There is a massive plane. There is a plane. There is what I think is supposed to be a plane crash. It looks like, like the flare that, like, you know, Josh Lyman shoots at the evil hologram and Firewalker and then just goes up in flames. <laughs> like, it's the end of three all over again. And, and this, at this point, I just, I think we had to stop. I had to leave the room, walked out of the house, walked to the car, sat in the car. And tried to stop laughing so loudly because I'm shaking from how funny this entire scene is. <laughs> it's also like the beginning of, oh my god, it's like one of those terrible... Uh, I I can't remember the name of the movie. They all sort of run together for me. Um, but like the guys who made you know, Time Chasers made a movie that's very similar to this scene and somehow they stretch it out for two hours and it's more coherent than this entire like five minutes of the X-Files. <laughs> so. Well, Sheriff Mazeroski and Mulder and Scully are wandering off to this. <laughs> Why well, is there anything left? How well, they're, there anything at, they're left? at the, they, they managed to recover Dr. Larson's body and Mazeroski and, and his Halliburton. <laughs> And Mazeroski reveals that uh, Larson actually had delivered uh, Ricky, his son. Which I see, I would have like, sent him back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I would have sent that little prick back. Well, and it's like as you turn as it turns out, it's like he delivers all the children in that town, which is not really that creepy or weird. I mean, if you have a small fucking town, there's a good chance that you, there's only like one or two OBJ, OBGs. That's it turns true. out that all the children who were abducted were also delivered by Dr. Larson and uh, different th from this one. <gasps> he traveled to deliver them? He, by or, plane, he or they by bottle rocket. Or he delivered them and they moved elsewhere. Regardless, on his magical fiery plane. 
The briefcase is loaded with cash and a bag containing a vial of an unknown chemical. Can we find out this is purity control? Yes. I think, we, I think we they do, yeah. Um, we find uh, out this is purity control. Must be pure. In the briefcase were forms containing credit card numbers to the victim's families. So he was also committing credit card fraud in addition to uh, injecting their children with horrible shit. To track them. <laughs> yeah. What? Meanwhile, back at the um, uh, cuckoo cult, uh, there the cults are walking through the forest while while two of the men are injecting hormones into into cows and uh, letting them out to graze. Mew. Someone in a blue car pulls up without any sort of warning, and uh, out of the car and, and the driver, who is the crew cut man from uh, such episodes as Erlenmeyer Flask. Yes. And, uh, of course, if he's here, that means some violence has happened. The man is shot in the head at point-blank range. <laughs> These scenes are pretty good. They, they do a good job of murdering people. Yeah, Crew Cut Man is just... Guy, good at murder, he's yes. Very, he's very professional with the way he murders, right? Very, very efficient. Scully's back at Gary House but to speak with Beth. And it turns out that Gary had never been sick in his entire life and uh, had been seeing Dr. Larson to get vitamin shots hmm. vitamins E-O-E-O-E-P. yeah it's uh and turns out that uh gary had never actually seen another doctor he didn't want to cheat on his doctor yeah jay wanted her husband wanted one of them to um uh before he had a fatal accident seven years ago no he was he was he fell into the combine Something like that, right? Like it, it's something. He fell into a machine, a, a machine in the packing plant. Yeah. yeah, it was like some horrible, unspeakable death in the, the packing. Plant. Came out on the other end, just saran wrapped and labeled for sale. Oh, grade F. Oh. On four different pallets. Yeah. <laughs> I like that we're just mocking the death of a character as if it were some sort of cartoon. <laughs> while the while this is going on, Mulder notices a pinpoint of light projecting onto the wall. Okay, of, like of course he does. Where's it's Mulder, right? Like he—that yeah, that was. He knows this Mulder trick. Can he pinpoint a creep hole like he can see it from a mile. Mulder over. can find anybody's he, creepy glory. He's hole. in fact searching when he goes into every place. He's looking around for places he can put his own creep holes. He's actually a little upset that there was already one there. And like in a premier spot too, right? Like, yeah. it's like when, when you go to open the peanut butter and and you want to be the first one to put your little mark in it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But Mulder um, uh, notices that the pe- the creep hole is coming from a bathroom mirror, which she completely ignores the whole thing about the seven years of bad luck and busts that shit open to reveal a small room filled with a tripod-mounted camera and a ton of videotapes. Mm, a bunch of tissues. <laughs> so A very musty smell. So can I just assume that those tapes were then confiscated by the FBI for further study by one Fox Mulder? <laughs> I need these. I need all of these videotapes right now. Mulder, this, evidence, I really don't... this is all evidence. Why is it going in your backpack? But Mulder, why are you putting it in your suitcase? It's evidence. <laughs> but you're putting it in your suitcase. Evidence. Scully. Important evidence of the truth. Meanwhile, that meanwhile that fucking asshole Rick and uh, friend are sitting in his truck at night and uh, engaging in underage drinking. I've ever heard too. Who just sits in the car and drinks like that? How fucking boring! Go outside. (laughs) That's pretty fucking sad. (laughs) 
He's like I, sipping on beer. He's not even getting drunk. He's 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 maintaining a buzz. <laughs> like they are so chilling sad. and drinking beer. His friend gets out to take a piss, and I'm wondering what the point is of getting well, out. He, he fucking went so far away too. Like he he went for a hike to take a piss. Like I would have stood Wait, right next to the car. Like, here's my question: Are were they there to make out, or did they already <laughs> yeah, they make out? Got done with that. <laughs> <laughs> was it after the? What was it after? And that, like, were they fucking in the car? And that was the afterglow with sipping <laughs> beer and looking at each other like. I mean, I like a, that happened. I like a beer after a tug job, so you know. I'll keep that in mind. Like that's just like I'm confused. Like. Why would you park your car like that? And like, was it awkward and uncomfortable? Like, did he call the other guy mom during that? Is that why he has to be like, I gotta go take a piss away from you? And it turns out Rick is the next one up on the kidnapping list. He is one. He is. He is not. He is dead. He, he's not. Why? Why is he dead? Why is he the one? Why did everyone else live? But he's dead. Uh, because we don't fucking like Rick. <laughs> the little bastard is dead from a gunshot wound to the forehead. Why is he the one who gets it? I have no idea. Apparently he had also met the crew cut man. <laughs> is this That's why random. he's dead? Because this, yeah, like this doesn't, it, it's nonsensical here. Unless <laughs> the crew cut man is coming for everyone who's been treated by that doctor. It's also this is an interesting thing about the oh. uh, interesting thing about the crew cut man is he seems to be using a different gun for every murder, so he's got to have like a whole sack of them in the in his back seat, right? <laughs> how did you how do you think he got those on the plane? Like, or do you think he drove out to Wisconsin? Long ass drive. I guess you'd have to if you're carrying around a sack of guns. Like if you're carrying around that many guns, you probably are driving to Wisconsin. You but I can't imagine as long as you check them. You. Or you certainly could in the 90s. That's true. You still can now. Oh, well, yeah. And then we're talking about the 90s. So it's it's a lot of guns. Well, he, he's probably got fake IDs up the wazoo and all the. Yeah. It's, where are you going, sir? Hunting. Yeah, I'm going to go hunt. Is that why you have the. Is that why you have a desert eagle? <laughs> yeah. I, you don't understand. Those bears are armed to the teeth with AKs. You got to get up close. You know, I don't know. Like, arms, Scully has managed to trace the videotapes back to a man named Gerd Thomas. How? Uh, apparently he owns the house that he owns the house that Gary's mom was renting. Oh, why? Why is he doing this? On their way up, they see they pass the crew cut man's car and Scully recognizes him, but can't quite place where. Like, apparently she does not remember, like, the second most traumatic night of her life. Okay, maybe not second. Maybe, like, fourth most traumatic night of her life. It's going to get more traumatic. abducted. And then, like, that night Mulder decided that they had to watch classic movies at his house. And his definition of classic movie was not what she thought it should be. (laughs) Shit got weird very fast. Gerd gets brought in for questioning and he confesses that he is himself a sick man and eventually reveals that he did in fact do the kidnapping and the uh, kidnapping and magic markering. How he never always, murdered anyone. How do they always get how do they always get to interrogate people without having a lawyer present? Does no one know like when they're taken and they can just be like, I want to see a lawyer and they have to stop asking you questions? I don't understand that. Like, this is the thing. Like, and I will say it again, and I will say it constantly because it's been said to me multiple times. One, it's like in that list of things that a cop's supposed to say to you, right? You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have the right to an attorney. 
be silent. You don't have to say anything until your attorney arrives. I thought everyone knew this. Like, no, you get arrested, ask for a lawyer. They can't do shit. Don't talk to the cops until your lawyer arrives. Like, we know that everybody gets that it, the show would be more boring if people, like, knew their rights or used them. But you, there's got to be, like, a more interesting way around that. Well, it's like, here's the thing. There's, like, a really great episode of Bones in which, like, Celie Booth is hallucinating Stewie Griffin. And, like, Stewie points this out. Like, halfway through the, like, interrogation <laughs> scene, he's like, why, do, why does everyone do this on television? You know you don't have to do this. You can. You should get a lawyer before anyone who is a law enforcement officer. I'm a baby. Why do I know this? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> it, it turns out that he was doing that because the kids had become absolute monsters because of Dr. Larson's experiments. I just thought they had become monsters because of TV and that VH1 shit and the MTVs and, Rock you music. know, and the RIPs. And the hippity hops and the rap music and that East Coast, West Coast violence. <laughs> and professional wrestling. Scully then realizes exactly who they passed on the way. And, because uh, she has then shown like archival footage from Ella Meyer Flask in her brain. And she's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> How is she seeing it from the angle that we saw it? <laughs> See, apparently Larson was using the children to inoculate the cattle with some unknown substance, which she believes to have been the same substance that was in the Erlenmeyer flash, the purity control. Okay, so we have to cultivate it in children to put it in cows because... Science! Science, of course! How could I have been wrong that it was just science. fucking science? Yeah, that's how they come up with uh, anti-venom for... For uh, snake bites, is they have to do it in a horse, so it kind of makes sense. They, yeah. they do it in a person first. Yeah, well, I, it's it, it's different because the, in the isn't the purity control and alien essentially yeah. DNA structure. Yeah, it's it's extraterrestrial DNA structure that can bind to human DNA, and then yeah, ah, they're, they're doing the and, thing where like, uh, and then yeah, I, I guess that would make sense though. It, we don't know what the end game is for. Purity control yet? Do we? Just um. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm just gonna give you a bit of a spoiler. No, we don't. And I'm pretty confident <laughs> anyone who worked on the show has no idea what the end game for purity control was. Even. <laughs> you Mulder want answers? Don't get comfortable because I ain't got none. When Mulder finds out that the man who killed his mentor is out and about, he wants him taken alive. This is where Mulder might as well have just declared terms of rampagement, right? <laughs> like this might as well have just become an episode of Archer at this juncture. In fact, I think it would have been more interesting because then Mulder and Scully would have hooked up with Pam Poovy, who would have just punched a horse. <laughs> that sounds like a fanfic. The agents join forces with the Red Museum. Why? Take the remain and gather up the remaining children to be taken to, to, to be taken. Oh, right, because he's afraid that the crew cut man is just going to singly shoot every one of them. Well, that's what the evidence has shown so far. But here's the thing. Here is the thing. Kid. How? Yeah. Here is the thing. I don't understand. Press the Red Museum. What is their point? What is the purpose of them being there? Mulder heads to the JASD beef slaughterhouse to find the crew cut man preparing the building for a complete and total fire. Gasoline, gasoline. Do you think it would have been like the same fire that we have seen like three previous times before in this season? 
<laughs> I filmed it once and then used it for the whole series. <laughs> Mulder, they, they, the two of them scuffle. The we'll two of them, money. the two of them scuffle, and Mulder loses his gun. Okay, I <laughs> the man who filmed that fire just like had a tear in his eye. Nothing will ever be better than this. I just, I, I kind of want to back up and just be like, Mulder lost his gun. Everybody. Okay, so like, here's the thing, and I'm gonna stop you. And I know I'm getting ahead of myself in the series. This happens so many times that Mulder ultimately eventually gets a gun that he straps to his leg <laughs> like is this fired this, this is like the first like incident of Mulder losing his gun and it's not the last and i am still my with my question how does fox Mulder have a job he's gotta have like uh suspenders on it or something like attached to the butt of it <laughs> Your glasses, like when you get old. And you oh, see yeah, like the glass, the chain. Yeah, the glasses chain. Like, this is the thing is it's like you read that sentence. I read it before we started recording because I read the, the same thing you were reading because uh, I wanted that bit about uh, picket fences. It, it was another moment I had to leave the room and go outside and sit in our car and calm down because it was like Mulder. This literally says they scuffle and Mulder loses his gun. <laughs> Uh, crew cut man shoves Mulder into the meat locker and prepares to send Mulder up with the rest of the beef. And Polly D and you know Johnny Two Fingers and the rest of the gangsters. Whatever, what are, what are other 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 mustache peeps are locked up in that yeah. <laughs> meat locker. But you know, before the fire can start, the sheriff and Scully arrive, and the sheriff, very pissed off about the death of his son, <laughs> blow just empties his clip Blows into the crew cut away. man. Like, like, okay, so I, I just want to point out, like, this is a guy we kind of feared in LMIR Flask. Like, and, he did some fucking horrible shit in that and one. And he's always like, and this is a guy who always seems like he's two steps ahead, and he gets gunned down by a fat, by a fat fucking like Wisconsin a sheriff. Bitch, Wisconsin <laughs> sheriff. And it's like I thought to myself, it's like this is what happens when Crytrek goes on vacation. Like this is what happens because Crytrek would not have been shot by fat Wisconsin sheriff. He would have just been like, "Okay, what the fuck? Really, Mulder? Really? All right." He likes cheeseburgers too much. Oh god, yeah, no, like that, like so, like this is the thing. Is it's like the symbol of the omnipresent evil of the syndicate that we are introduced to. At the end of the season, we kind of get a little bit at the beginning of season two, gunned down by fat, like, small-town American cop. Dies by a bullet like a bitch. Like, all that scene is literally missing is, like, I don't know if I'm remembering it correctly, but it's like that scene in Hot Fuzz where Nick Frost is just screaming and firing his gun, <laughs> a la Point Break. That's, like, all that is missing is just the scream, incoherent screaming. Well, this episode got complicated to the point of being nonsensical. Then it's over, yeah. and that's it. That's that's it. Like that. This is the episode. There isn't any denouement here. There's nothing to keep going on. There's no just a brief, you know, voiceover. Like Scully, uh, wrap up. Yeah, like Scully's just like, well, if you had the flu in the weeks after this, then you had the purity control. Sorry. I like the very end scene where it's the last cowboy riding off in his fucking little truck. 
Should have had the Hulk soundtrack going. Yeah, it's like this is it's like such an anticlimactic like this is it's like again, I remembered this episode being better than it was, and then I watched it and I was wrong. So wrong. Okay, so we've had a couple rants on vegetarianism. We've had an education about the substance scopolamine. I feel like that's the most important thing. And to be fair, scopolamine is actually something that you would use. Like, and he's right. Uh, Like, I actually just like found a picture of it, and it does. It looks really fucking weird. Um, Interesting. Vice has got a really interesting documentary on it. Yeah, I mean, it's actually it's the uh, leading ingredient. It's like the chief ingredient and stuff. Like, um, God, what is that drug? Dramamine is like it's the chief ingredient in Dramamine. The one that can actually give to expected and pregnant mothers and and breastfeeding for breastfeeding and actually pregnant mothers. Well, uh, we're going to get to the to the final scores for this episode following the dissemination of information. First off, the FBI basement is a Patreon supported website. Anyone wishing to support our Patreon should go to patreon.com slash the FBI basement or find a link on our website on the medicinal mass network. Even a donation of as little as $1 gets you access to special audio. Wonderful art stuffs and access to our Discord server. Be a part of the basement dwelling community. I am very close to buying a Tamagotchi so I can yell at it in the Discord channel. Like, I have literally thought about buying one for like the last two days exclusively to yell at in the discord channel at random times of the day or night to tell us more about the medicinal mass network of podcasts here's here's uh, valentine's grand yeah if you guys want to hear more stuff like uh talking about scopolamine or lots of lots of other fun stuff go to medicinalmass.com and listen to the medicinal mass podcast or check out the other ones on that show Hell yes, I am. Well, you can't because you've got to tell them about your books. Hey, Marissa, just take it over while I talk about this. So, (laughs) what am I talking about? Your books. Oh, well, you can head over to schuffwrites.com where you can find my amazing books about the Department of the Arcane. Um, Yeah, that's about it. I mean, other series are kind of being worked on, but not right now. You can certainly buy them there, or you can click the link at the top for Amazon and find them on your Kindles. Uh, We don't really have any cons coming up, so that's normally what I talk about here. Marissa, your turn. Oh god. You can find Marissa's art at Adai Delight. Alright, that's about Yes, dear. Time for the time for the scores. Give me a drum roll. I give this one two out of five butt crumbs. Oh, oh I wanted to say butt crumbs. <laughs> you can't. I said it. I, I give this one very creepy penis in your peanut butter. <laughs> creepy. <laughs> 
I'll give this one two out of five cow udders. The other, the other three cows are fine. Good. Good. We're milking those other three cows. Marissa. No, no, we're going to let them be. Oh, okay. I, I give this uh, two out of five tampon people. <laughs> <laughs> well, that one wraps up this confusing, confusing episode. That was an episode we watched, everybody. Yeah. Oh. We're going to watch another one next week, though. Oh, oh join us next time in which Mulder and Scully use the delicacy of an episode of Law and Order of SVU to talk about ghost rape by octogenarians. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is I I'm not I, I'm literally just I am not even I can't I can't this is literally where we are Mulder and Scully are going to deal with out of body ghost rapists and a nursing home you, okay so you thought Red Museum was confusing oh no bitch we ain't done with things that don't make sense yes it's just this is the start of the crazy train here the FBI basement is, debuts every Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, or wherever you like to steal your on-demand audio. Google Play. Go to Google Play. Google Play, too. Yes, do that. You can also uh, check out the Medicinal Mass website and become a supporter for us on Patreon. For the jo- for the my for my panel members Shannon and and Valentine and Marissa who are all singing a delightful little ditty. <laughs> this is Todd telling you all good night. And the truth is out there. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more from our other shows on the Medicinal Mass Network. I fell down and a spirit entered me through my butt. The meat. These kids are stealing my rapes. What's up, folks? Sorry. You don't know what you're doing. I don't write this shit down. I feel like that tells you that maybe you should. What the fuck did you just fucking call me? You what, mate? Fucking wreck you. I'll fucking wreck you. You what, mate? Talk about me, mom. Deck you right, mental.